The Times, October 29th, 1839. A most peculiar event was observed on Tuesday in Battersea. Two gentlemen, behaving in an odd manner and clothed in the most bizarre of styles, were seen running through the streets, crying out in a foreign English dialect. Several townsfolk took to their pursuit but were unable to catch the young man, the young men, who carried on as if the devil himself had taken grasp of them. It was only upon Constable Turner's introduction to the situation that the disturbers of the peace were apprehended and given a stern talking to. However, it was at this point things took a turn for the worse. The taller of the two men cried out in his strange vernacular something about a, quote, time machine and about, quote, primary source research, and then invoked the name of that well-known specter Spring-Heeled Jack. His companion used the phrase, quote, the only monster podcast in the world, and then lamented that the two needed to return home in order to, quote, record before Halloween. This sequence of unintelligible jargon left the gathered crowd scratching their heads, and before anyone had quite deciphered how to react, a cackling figure with horns and claws bounded over a nearby wall, which was in excess of nine feet tall. He spat a ball of blue-white flame from his mouth, then threw his cloak around the two vagrants and absconded with them in a flash of light. It seemed Spring-Heeled Jack had found them and taken them God knows where. Monster crazy! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi. Hey, um, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, long time no scare. Mm-hmm. Long time no shock, frighten, and terrify. That's right. We've been, we, I don't know if you heard our little intro, but, uh, yeah, we did a thing. Yeah, we got a little lost in time. Mm-hmm. We were in, in, um, Hanfordshire and, and... Yeah, Wester Brookington, betwixt betwixt Shire upon Lancaster's Shire, Sir Esther. Mm-hmm. Looking for Springheel Jack, and well, boy, he found us actually. Yeah. And there was a whole adventure that we don't even have time to go into because it literally mm-hmm. took fifteen years. Yeah, um, in in that time. Yeah, it was fifty. So it's literally impossible. Even the con- condensed version would take two full years to tell. Mm-hmm. So we can't tell exactly how we got back to our normal time or what the exact reason that this episode is so late is, but just know that it has something to do with time travel and we met spring Jack in real life. Mm-hmm. And when we were kidnapped by him, he did give us a pretty full account of, of you know, his lore. Mm-hmm. He's He was kind of a monologuer. Yeah, so we know basically everything about him at this point, which is pretty useful. Yeah, it is very useful. Like this. I'd say it was um, a success other than we were late. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter that we were late. Um, cause That's true. Nobody even cares about this damn thing. and Nobody even wants the episodes to be on time. Yeah. Hey. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode 37 of mm-hmm. Monster Crazy, the Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're talking about Spring-Heeled Jack. A uh, ghost of from Victorian times, a cryptid. I think you would cl- probably classify him as. Yeah, uh, or an a phantom legend. attacker. A phantom attacker. Yeah, that is that is the 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 classification I read too. Mm-hmm. That was like a type of of thing that you can be. I guess is a That's phantom attacker. A really cool title. It is very cool. Um. um. So yeah, Springfield Jack is basically like it's he is what we if they had a 
word for this back then, he would have been called an urban legend. That's basically what he was. Um, mm-hmm. And he was he was a, this cryptid folkloric guy. He was like a guy monster. I think he's on the line between guy and monster, kind of. I'd agree. Um, but we're covering him, so he counts as a monster. So that's that's really what defines a monster is whether or not we do that's, it on the podcast. That's true. We, we're the defining... We, we've been struggling to, to search for the you know how, what makes a monster, and I think it's if we cover it, then it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I guess we just... We should start off with visual description uh, yeah. here. Yeah, so Springheel Jack is humanoid. He's, he's basically a guy. Uh, yep. And uh, he was described as having, quote, a terrifying and frightful appearance. So that, I think that pretty much covers it. Mm-hmm. I think you can pretty much picture exactly what he looks like in your head from that. Um, no, he, he's, he, he's kind of, he's devilish. Yeah, he has, he has, his, he has a devil, devil-like face. Some people say he has little horns. Just people, just a lot of people say he's devil-like and don't really specify what that means, but just that he looks diabolical. Mm-hmm. Um, in some way or another, but they also say that he he has claws, which are either actual claws on his hands or like metal claws that he's wearing on his fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people also say his eyes look like red fireballs; they're like fiery red eyes. Um, and he, there's also like different accounts of his clothing. Some people say he wears a a helmet. Some people say he wears a cloak. Some people say he wears a really tight fitting like like skin suit, almost an oil skin. And oil skin, that was the word, yeah. Uh, and he was tall and thin. Mm-hmm. And he looked like a gentleman. I feel like he looks like the type of guy who would, like, go like, yuck, 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 yuck. like, he, like, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, hey. Yeah. You know? He's a, he's, like, he's a skulker. He skulks around. He's a Victorian foppish skulker. Mm-hmm. But I bet he had an obnoxious giggle. Yeah, definitely. I I think they people do say that he cackles in a lot of the accounts of him. So I think you're com- you're completely right on the money. Yeah, or right on uh, the quid, I should say. In this in, episode, indeed, the pence. Yeah. Um, another thing, he he also is known to spit blue flame, um, yeah. and also to occasion in a couple testimonies of seeing him engulf himself in blue flame. Wow, so sick. Yeah, even is- he knows that a full body burn is awesome. He, uh, yeah, he does. Actually, one of the... Well, I guess we can get into reports later. But I want to say one thing really quick, just because it's cool. Yeah. And it's about the full body burn. Apparently, there was a butcher at one point. Um, like, also, all of this took took place between, like, 1837 and, like, 1888 is when yeah. when he was around. But The Victorian he, era. The Victorian era. He, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, like, went flame on, and then, like... Like, he, like, ran up to a guy and was like, yeah, and the guy got freaked out, and then he, he like, engulfed himself in flames and then, like, hugged the dude and then ran away, and the dude suffered from burns. God damn. Um, the, the dude was also a blacksmith by trade, so, um, or maybe he was a butcher. It was one of the two, but it was it was uh, one where I think you could also have gotten vocational burns. Yeah, you could burns. just have, have a burn from your job and say, you know how I got this? Yeah, I, I feel got like in, hugged by Springheel Jack. <laughs> totally, that's a cooler story. It is a cool story, um, but also this is I not I guess not physical description, but the reason that he's called Springheel Jack is because he springs, he jumps really high. That's his main ability because he has yeah. insanely high jumps. He's really good at jumping. But also, it was more. It's more than just jumping. He's also like abnormally dexterous. Like he like can sprint really fast, and like yeah. there were accounts of people saying that like. You know, 
There was no, he was running after me so fast that a man could not have been running that fast. Yeah. What a, a lot of accounts of Spring Heel Jack um, and a lot of sightings, which I think is so fucking funny, is there's like many sightings where what he does is he like leaps he leaps out of nowhere he just jumps in front of like a horse-drawn carriage and makes it crash because the driver is so surprised that someone like jumped in front of it and they crash the carriage and then he just jumps away and laughs yeah and that's just like one of his things that he does is he just He's... jumps in front imagine a imagine a like a ghost or a cryptid that did that now it is jumps in front of cars yeah yeah i that it, you know they had so, those in russia i think ghosts that jump in front of cars yeah i've seen some of those on dash cam footage sick that that's kind of a sinister it's more sinister to do that if you're going 55 miles an hour than going like i don't know how fast a horse-drawn carriage yeah, goes, like yeah 15 <laughs> yeah I, I i can't imagine that the quick carriages are going very fast also like if they're able to react fast enough i guess to not hit spring jack I feel like there's no way they're they're at a they're galloping. Yeah. Well, should we um should we talk about some of like the precedents that led to to um Spring yes, Jack? Let's. Should we talk about the Hammersmith ghost? Yeah, I would love to talk about the Hammersmith ghost. I think the Hammersmith ghost is cool. I agree. Um yeah, so bef- predating Spring Jack, there was some concern and there were stories about uh, uh ghosts that would would walk around london or or the towns or areas nearby um and there's a a lot of ghost stories from this this era uh and it seems like at this point in time the word ghost when they're referring to these ghosts are not is not the same as we would kind of imagine a ghost like it's not these like incorporeal billowing sheet uh cloaked figures it's more like a a ghoulie yeah it's like a scary guy like it's like Uh a physical creepy guy who is doing evil stuff um and it seem it's kind of I think the jury's out on whether people generally considered these ghosts to be actually supernatural or if it's just the like was the prevailing like fun story of the time. Um, like I, I think that during this period there was a, a sharp rise in spiritual spiritualism. So yeah. I think that even if they thought that they were corporeal, they also thought that there was a lot of the people were were thinking that there was some kind of other element at play. Definitely. Um, there's also, I mean, we'll, I, we'll get to this part later, but there was a, one of the, I read this really interesting, uh, uh, article about the, a lot of the opinions on what the explanation behind spring Jack was at the time. So, and I think it, there would definitely were a lot of people, I think definitely there were a lot of people who thought these were ghosts or supernatural, but I think there were just as many who were like, who figured that these were miscreants. Um, and that was just the word ghost that they used to describe them. Totally. Uh, but the Hammersmith ghost um, was reported at first in 1803 and 1804 in Hammersmith, which is on the western side of, of London, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, is basically a guy in a, in a white shroud, and he would attack people who were walking alone at night. Um, so there was one woman who was walking by the chapel in Hammersmith and was grabbed by the Hammersmith ghost, and she basically instantly fainted when the ghost touched her. Uh, and then two days later, she died of shock, um, which is Very so sad. cool and crazy. I mean, there's, sad, there's a, but... Um, totally sad. I also will say that like, like with the Hammersmith ghost and Spring Heel Jack, there's a lot of people um, being 
like scared to the point that they've gone insane after seeing him, which I think can either be attributed to um, sexism because a lot of his victims were women. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if you want to do a different read into it, it could be, you know, that his horrifying aspect is like has an influence, you know? I really like the read of a ghost so terrifying and evil and like repressed sin Victorian shit that it touches you and you die a few days later. But I do think, yeah, I think there's also, there's a bunch of actual realism reads on this that make a lot of sense. And I think also not the least of which is like, uh, my brother told me that this happened (laughs) Yeah, and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not the really the mindset I want to be in. I when I'm thinking about Spring Heel Jack, I it's this is definitely I would say the the monster. I mean, we I guess we haven't done that many cryptids. Have we only done Snallygaster before this? Or did we do another one? I can't even remember. Fuck. Uh, I think we've only done Snallygaster. Well, either way, I think I I it's it's easy to Spring Heel Jack is probably the easiest cryptid to quote unquote debunk, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah. But it's also the one that's least fun, too, I think, because it's all like, oh, yeah, everyone was miserable. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was having a horrible time in Victorian London, and, and bad things and crime was happening to people. Totally. Um, and it's not fun. Uh, and this is, I think, a fun show predominantly. But we yeah. will still provide that reading, but I think I would really like to imagine spring Jack as a dastardly, diabolical dasher. Yeah, that's those those are three really good adjectives to describe him, I think. Thank you. Um so ham, the Hammersmith event, the Hammersmith ghost, uh which was again one of the predecessors to Springheel Jack, um was brought to greater attention uh when a a tax man whose name was Francis Smith, he was out searching for the ghost because he the ghost had been attacking people and he was hunting it with a with a gun. Yeah, um, and, and he shot someone in the alley. <laughs> yeah, a, a a bricklayer Thomas Millwood was walking home wearing his white work clothes, and uh, Francis Smith saw the white clothes and was like, "That's the ghost," and shot him with and a shotgun killed, and killed him. Yeah, R.I.P. And he he um. He was royally pardoned. Wow, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he um, essentially he turned himself in right after that because he was so taken by grief at what he had done. Because I mean, he just shot a guy, and he he but and because he immediately turned himself in, and also it was like so culturally prevalent that people just like believed that there was a, like he was not being a yeah. crazy guy for shooting at a ghost, uh-huh. like for the society at the time. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I mean, you got to shoot at the ghost. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. um like. They found that like he was like he was with like it was very sad and but it was within like reasonable doubt that he was fearing for his life and was trying to hunt the Hammersmith ghost. Yeah, and so the the judge sentenced him to to death by hanging, and then the king pardoned him. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that really just does show how much this like culturally. It was real to them at the time. Yeah, that, like yeah, the king was involved in legal matters of ghosts. Yeah, uh, at this imagine point in imagine if you accidentally like you got really scared because you saw a ghost and you you shoot a guy in the face and then 
fucking just Biden does a pardon yeah. because ghosts are just <laughs> such like, a prevalent. Yeah, you're right, man. The ghosts are pretty scary. I, I <laughs> do so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, that is crazy to put it. That is like is, almost I guess he, the same he perspective. He's the one president that I would expect to pardon someone for seeing a ghost. Though. I could see Trump also <laughs> just really believing in. Listen, yeah. I talk to them all the time. They're everywhere. <laughs> Constantly plaguing me. Pretty annoying. Pretty annoying. Good to yeah. be afraid of them. Um, um, but yeah, no that 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 was the beginning of the Hammersmith ghosts. That is crazy uh, stuff. Yeah, the ghost re- Hammersmith ghost reappeared in 1824, and this time it was scratching people and wounding them. Which uh, eagle-eared listeners will remember the physical description of Springheel Jack as as containing claws, metal claws. Uh, and also, somebody said that the Hammersmith ghost entered their house and and breathed fire out of its mouth. Which, mm-hmm. if I mean, it's a clear, it's a very clear uh, uh, kind of for thing that came. It's it's the this spring Jack kind of morphed out of this legend, I think, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, but, at this point, I think this is still the part in the story where... D- did you do any research on the Mohawks? No. Okay, so this is where the like the the realism precedent starts to, to set in. Uh-huh. So th- there is a bar called the Mohawk in... Um, I don't know where it was. It was in... Hammersmith is where the Hammersmith ghost was, and that it was... This, it, it's a neighborhood in London. It's still technically London. Um, and it was a bar there somewhere in London that a group of like essentially aristocratic young men whose daddies all had money would, would hang out. And they were essentially just like angsty rich boys who like would do little bets and dares to like, just fuck with poor people. Um, which is really fucked up, but like they would do it, with masks and uh, they they were kind of just like a gang of rich boys that like to fuck with people. So yeah. at the at this like there was also a a jump in crime from well dressed disguised people. Um, yeah. At this time, basically from fucking droogs, you know, like definitely, yeah, yeah. This is that that yeah that was the thing I was going to bring up about Springheel Jack too is that was kind of that was what a lot of people assumed was going on at the time was that aristocracy were dressing up in these scary outfits and like acting with impunity because they knew that they wouldn't be punished and people in the lower class at this time knew uh that the upper class was walking all over them and that they didn't care and over time like over the history of all this stuff like a bunch of like specific noble people were accused of like being spring-heeled jack and stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. pretty crazy um uh, but yeah, that that was that that was a thing with the Hammersmith ghost. Is that was what people assumed that it was uh, yeah. at the time, for the most part. Another another ghost that was uh, that predated Springheel Jack that shared a lot of characteristics was the Southampton ghost that was in Hampshire or Hampshire. Uh, and let me read. I think it's pronounced hamster. Yeah, I think it's hamster. Let me read this this excerpt from the Hampster Telegraph, a newspaper uh, at the time. Many stories are in circulation about the ghost, as he is called. Some say that he is ten feet high and can jump half over a house. All agree that he is a perfect living skeleton. That's um, I, I love a perfect living skeleton. Do you think that's great. figurative or literal? I, I, I assume that skeleton, they just mean a scary thing. Yeah. I, I have to imagine that that's what that means there, but I do... 
Yeah, because, no, come on, not everybody agrees he's a perfect living skeleton. All agree? No. Yeah. Um, but I've people also skeletons. explained the, the ability of the Southampton ghost to leap so high. Uh, they said that he probably owned something called spring boots. Mm-hmm. So they said he thought he had boots that made him jump really high. Um, but those are those are the two, I think, those are the two ghosts that led into Spring Heel Jack. Uh, I don't know, do you have anything else, any more table setting before we... No, before we I, spring. What, before we leap, yeah, with our spring heels into more about spring heel Jack. Yeah, which we know Jack shit about. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We we know we know a lot now because we got kidnapped by him. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the first um, like major sighting? Yeah, October eighteen thirty seven. Mary Is this Stevens. The one you have? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, so there was there was a, a working girl. She was a servant, and um, she like heard some. She heard like, oh wait, was this the one where they? Oh no, no, wait, never mind. This is the, a different one than I was thinking. Actually, basically, um, he he grabbed her. Yeah, she was walking home uh, through a, a, a com through Clapham Common, uh, and a, a figure jumped out of an alley and grabbed her and was kissing her and ripping her clothes and touching her with with claws. Um, and she screamed and he ran away and that was that. Uh, so this is again, this is something where I think this is a pretty clear dose of realism. Um, yeah, and it's something that was absolutely. You know, par for the course in Victorian London, unfortunately. Uh, you know, maybe not the claws so much, but crime, huge issue uh, in in these times. It was very. It was also a very uh, repressed society. I'm sure everybody knows that. That's probably the main thing that I think everybody knows about Victorian London is that uh, it was everyone was super sexually repressed, and that and it was real seen as really really bad to be sinful in a lot in in any way and it was easy to consider something sinful and that manifested in a lot of really nasty crime and really bad stuff happening from people who whose normal urges were being suppressed and turned into really not normal and not good ones um yeah i mean i think that england then is a lot like england now where it was just either completely sexless british people or rapists um The two type of British types of British people. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but the yeah, no, it was a very bad time for sex. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty interesting that you know this is the first sighting of Spring Heel Jack. I think I think it really is crazy to look at. I mean, to to hear that story, which is really which is feel is very real and very sad and very fucked up, and then to like compare that to like the description that we read at the beginning of this episode yeah and to see how far this like legend morphed from its inception he um, got silly later he got really silly uh which is a, hey, a change for the better if you ask me yeah um totally but um, i think uh, I, uh the that also after that is when the uh spring heel jack started jumping in front of carriages um and he started cackling and he, he would jump over walls uh, and that was when the news started to spread and people started to find out about this uh, this apparition 
Um, so this was the first sighting, and this is where it like gradually people started to figure out about it. And then it was in, I believe, 1838 that, yeah. So in 1838, um, the mayor or the Lord Mayor of London, uh, January 9th, 1838 to be exact, Sir John Cowan uh, received a complaint from an anonymous uh, resident of Peckham who wrote a letter in complaining that uh, people were acting like ghosts, that people were that that people were wearing ghost and devil and bear disguises. Yeah, actually, and- that's another part of Spring Hill Jack is that ghost, bear, and devil are like um, three motifs that appear throughout with with him, where uh, like he sometimes like people would like see like someone dressed as a bear or a bear. It was very unclear. Like people would see some kind of ghostly bear or ghostly person dressed as a bear. I guess it's difficult to know like what the definition of ghost was to Victorian British people, but, um, he, it seemed like he, like they would know that it was still spring heeled Jack, even if he was in bear form. Yeah. It was very, very strange. It's yeah. definitely it's like a boogeyman type of thing where it's kind yeah, of like totally. a catch-all at this point. I think for strange totally. occurrences like this. Uh, but this letter, this complaint letter, is basically saying like is outlining what you said before. It's like, oh, there's a group of rich guys who made a bet that they were are gonna be a ghost and bear and devil, and they're gonna attack people, and they're go- going to um, they're going to attack uh, women and, and servant ladies and. And and he's just writing in, be like, hey, you should be aware of this. And the the Lord Mayor read this this letter out, um, and then a member of the audience was like, oh yeah, people, I heard about this. People are talking about this right now. Like so as mm. to, so we know that there was uh, rumors were already spreading at this point about this thing that was happening. Um, and then basically because this was was like I don't know what kind of meeting it was, but you know it's like a, a it was like a big city meeting or whatever the fuck you call that a public session yeah a public session and so after that uh they ran it and the, they reported on this in the papers that were like oh the lord mayor read this complaint and then someone in the audience said that it's happening and then after that uh there were just letters pouring in from people being like i saw this ghost devil guy too i i also saw spring hill jack and that was when it's everything really started to 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 take flame to spring into, into motion yeah to j- jack <laughs> things up bad yeah uh and that led to the two best known incidents the yeah. two major sightings um the, the Alsop case was the one that i was thinking of earlier yeah what why don't you describe the Alsop case so essentially um Jane Alsop is a she was a girl and she was um like she was just at, she was at her dad's house and she heard some knocking at the door and so, someone going like it's the police and we've got Spring Hill Jack come bring a light and she's like okay um so she she opens the door and um she sees a cloaked figure who she thought um at first was a cop and he's like we have caught Spring Hill Jack here in the rain um, and when she brought the candle, he like threw off the cloak and this is the, the quote presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. And then I have that exact, that same quote yeah. written down <laughs> and then shot blue and white flame, um, with fiery eyes. And, um, well, I also, I another quote I wrote down, what's really cool about this sighting is that the actual quote, like the report of it 
It's not that he shot blue and white fire from his mouth, but they specifically say he vomited blue and white fire. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so sick. Yeah. Um, but then he uh, he was wearing, like, he was wearing, wearing a helmet and, like, very tight-fitting, um, maybe oil skin. Well, I, I mean, I we'll, we'll talk about Batman later. This, but, um, like, basically he was just wearing, like, Victorian superhero outfit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, looked like a devil. And then, you know, once he revealed his frightful appearance, he, like, grabbed her arm and started ripping up the back of her dress. And, like, she ended up struggling away and her sister was able to pull her into the house. But not before she sustained, like, severe scratches all up. I wouldn't call them. I don't think scratch is the right word. She got uh-huh. she got uh, mauled. <laughs> on the arm and neck and got some of her hair chopped off in the struggle trying to get away from spring Jack. And she, she went inside and then, um, she like had lost her, her, they, they were saying that she like, you know, kind of went mad with the fright. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, one interesting thing that follows this, uh, this case was there was a trial, um, so afterwards, this guy named uh, Thomas Thomas Milbank, he uh, like I think it was a few few days or it was it was like a day or two after, um, and he was like just going around being like, "Hey, guess what, guys? I'm Springheel Jack. Yep, all that stuff. That's me. I came up with it. I'm Springheel Jack." Uh, and so they arrested him, of course, and they brought they took him to court uh, to um, to uh, uh, like for for jane Alsop to like to see him and do and they do the whole court thing whatever i don't know how court works um uh but they they were they found that he had like white clothing and they found that a, a candle that he dropped outside the house and then he did, wasn't convicted um because jane Alsop was like no the person who attacked me breathed fire and, and thomas Milbank Milbank had- was, was like well i can't breathe fire and then they let him go <laughs> yeah I mean, I think he was also, was this the same guy who was really, his alibi was that he was so drunk that he didn't remember? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, one, there was another person at some point who got caught with potentially being Spring Hill Jack, and he got away because his alibi, like, the the girl that Spring Hill Jack had attacked was like, no, th- he was definitely sober. And the the guy's alibi was like... I was so drunk last night that I don't remember anything. And then they, they let him go because of that. Yeah, they were good. They they were, had it figured out back then. <laughs> yeah. I do love yeah, the the image of the of a court like and they're about to convict him and they and then the defense is like, "Wait a second. You said that your your attacker breathed fire. And yeah. my client can do no such thing." <laughs> See? That- and then that he sits is, there and goes like, <coughs> and tries to breathe fire for a minute. He's like, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't breathe fire. It must not have been me. Um, um, there was a detective at the time who figured that there was a way to breathe fire um, that he thought that they could have been using, which was, uh, or they being whoever spring Jack was, if he was a man, um, was, um, it was like a, a metal tube and like wine and... Th- it's like a bunch of little ca- of weird chemicals and he yeah. was like someone could have theoretically be, been doing it'd it it'd be similar to like uh how like you know like circus fire breathers do it mm-hmm. right like you spit something and then set it on fire 
I mean, yeah. Also, if we were trying to explain away Spring Heel Jack, like someone, if you know, if someone's just trying to freak people out a bunch, and then there's a legend about a demon man that can breathe fire, like you know. If you made it your life goal to be a scary guy that wears a mask and jumps out at people and breathes fire, you could you could do it. Yeah. I think also another thing about if we're another explaining away thing is like a lot of reports of Spring Heel Jack also is like, oh, and he was also carrying a lantern. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he probably opened the lantern and bl- like blinded you with fire. Yeah. You, like I wouldn't if there was suddenly fire in my face, I wouldn't I would like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to distinguish where the fire was coming from. Totally. Um, but I don't I don't buy into that. I think he actually breathed fire, and I think he did it biologically. I yeah, think well, he had no chemicals or tricks. I think he did tricks. it because he was a demon. Yeah. Um, but so that, the Alsop case, that was one of the best-known incidents. That's That was on February 19th, 1838. Uh, and nine days later, February 28th, 1838, the Scales case. Um, and this is when Lucy Scales and her sister are walking home through an alley, and they see a man in a cloak up ahead, and they keep wa- walking. And right as they get to, like walk, are about to walk past him, he blew, he blew blue fire. He blows blue fire uh, in in her in Lucy Scales' face and blinds her and gives her like violent fits, like she has a seizure that lasts for hours. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't he didn't say anything. He That's didn't try crazy. to grab them or anything. He just walked away. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, like, if someone spat blue fire in my eyes that blinded me, I would not be doing well, but the element of it potentially having some kind of, like, magical effect that's making someone seize is crazy. Yeah. That is the thing that I think makes, that really elevates spring Jack from being just kind of like this, like, weird Victorian miscreant that I think is not so interesting. But the stuff, I guess one part of it is the Hammersmith goes too, but all this stuff of like driving people mad or like killing people with shock or giving them seizures and stuff, mm-hmm. just him being like so scary and so shocking and so strange and evil that he can just have like a lasting psychological effect on somebody is very totally. cool and crazy. There's also a very horrible uh, realist way to, to view that that I will talk about later but um yeah i as if we're doing the thing where we're just like thinking about him as a monster conceptually and not trying to explain what's happening that is a really really cool thing definitely yeah yeah it's like it's like kind of like a uh lovecraftian light thing where Mm -hmm. it's like totally it's not that something is incomprehensible or it's actually breaking your brain in any meaningful way it's just that like you, it's the same thing as getting flash banged, but like mm-hmm. just way more intense. Um, I think that's totally. pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, after these two, these two incidents were extremely widely reported. Uh, people, everybody heard about these two cases happening, and that was when Spring Heel Jack really hit the mainstream, became super popular, uh, and he was in like every newspaper all the time. He was he was in play. They, people made plays about him, uh, and he was in a lot of Penny Dreadfuls, which Penny Dreadfuls uh, were like cheap. Um, They're like pulp like, stories. Yeah, pul- cheap pulp stories that cost a penny per chapter. That every chapter, the chapters came out weekly, um, kind of like a predecessor to comic books a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and characters like Sweeney Todd, Varney the Vampire, and Springheel Jack 
were uh, were common. They're usually about kind of like sensationalist. They're about like detectives or criminals or supernatural creatures. Usually, like it was sure. that was kind of the general style of Penny Dreadfuls. And Springheel Jack was in a lot of Penny Dreadfuls a lot of the time. Um, after totally. this, it became very popular through that. Um. Uh. Yeah. A little. A little sidebar too on on. Uh, another realism thing on spring heel jack at this point when i was talking about like crime in victorian london something i thought was crazy i was i was reading about i was just curious about what like kind of what j- crime looked like generally at that time and that time period and uh I'm, mugging was of course super common um at this point and two methods that people used to mug people was they would chloroform people and and rob them like they just put it a rag with chloroform over someone's mouth and and knock them out and then take that would their fucking shit ruin your day crazy uh and this then there's this one is very funny there was a a, a method of mugging called bonneting where the mugger jump comes up behind somebody and pulls their hat down over their face <laughs> and then takes all their stuff <laughs> that's awesome that was that was the period of time in england where everything was in cartoon right yeah yeah um but apparently stuff was like really crazy at this point like policemen were sometimes were not showing up to a lot of crimes because criminals were were able to like act with impunity and would like there are a bunch of time like people would throw acid on policemen so like policemen would just like steer clear of criminals and stuff it's crazy like it just stuff was just like very violent very it, was, it literally was bloodborne um that sounds so fucking insane yeah, it's very... I'm so you, happy I mean, I'm not can, in Victorian England. You can really tell how it's insane it was, too, just by the, like, I mean, the creative output of this time. I mean, pe- people are coming up with spring Jack. It's, like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, all this stuff, like, all if you think about, like, Victorian Gothic stuff, all of that is just born from this insane life that people were living yeah. at this point in time. It's it's so nuts. Um but yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought that the bonneting thing was was really funny. really funny. I'm sure yeah. Springheel Jack did some bonneting in his day. Oh, a hundred percent. That's you know, probably he why he wore in. a helmet. That's probably why I wore a helmet, so you can't bonnet him. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Um, but wait, so what? Where where were we? We were we were talking about the Penny Dreadfuls. Uh huh. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess the place to go from here is that Springheel Jack was super. Super, super popular uh, to the point that even the Duke of Wellington went out to try and hunt Springheeled Jack, which is, I think, again, I think it's our second cryptid episode, and this, and it's two for two on historical figures deciding that they need to go yeah, out and, to go and hunt, hunt it. a cryptid. We need to happen, even, have that happen funnier. in the next 10 years. I want a, an American president to try to hunt a make-believe thing. A hundred percent. Yeah, dude, that, you know, it, it, if only some celebrity or something had gone out to to try and kill one of those evil clowns in 2016, I think we would have had it. <laughs> that would have been um, awesome. Yeah, but, it's, but it is even funnier. Like, who, was it It was Napoleon or Teddy... Who? Teddy Roosevelt? It was Teddy went, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt to... went to hunt the Snallygaster. And this mm-hmm. one is so funny that... Because the Snallygaster is at least like people were like, oh, it's an animal. But yeah. Springheel Jack is like, he's like a devil. <laughs> he's <laughs> like a, a devil ghost. And the Duke of Wellington is like, oh, I'm going to hunt that. <laughs> it is time. Gather my hunting rifle and dog. Yeah. Oh, I want the head of that Springheel Jack on my wall, see? Yeah. yeah um that no that that is very very funny i th- also uh, this is just this is kind of another aside but there was another 
report of Springheel Jack where it, this was a copycat crime because uh-huh. it, it was documented. But essentially, they um, there was like a, a group of guards that um, kept having Springheel Jack issues, and uh, he seemed to be impervious to their shotguns. Um, I think they were just missing because eventually um, one of the guards bayoneted Springheel Jack in the leg and caught him, and it was just like an officer. It was wow. just like a, one one of the fellow soldiers who was just like um, fucking around, and he apparently um, like it was posited by that guy that we're not posited, but he basically said like. We've all been taking turns messing with you guys, pretending you be Springhill Jack, and you just got me. That's um, funny. But yeah, I, I guess they were just doing like a prank. But they were doing a prank about pretending to be a devil that everyone is trying to kill, which yeah. is seems like a horrible prank. It is really so fucking insane that this was like a thing that was just going on for so long. Mm-hmm. Like just like like listen to like like. Shit was just like crazy. Like there, he. I mean, we, we talked about too how Springheel Jack sometimes would dress as a bear. Um, yeah, and there's an account of him like he was he went into a garden, gra- like dressed as a bear, growled at the gardener, and then chased the gardener around on all fours. And That's it's like people were just fucking doing that shit. That was just happening. Victorian that was just what England it was like. is fucking insane. It's nuts, dude. Um, yeah, and I mean, truly, if anyone hasn't played uh bloodborne you got hey if this any of this sounds crazy or interesting to you that's bloodborne um it's probably the best game ever uh also you should just read a bunch of the literature from this time because it's so good um but anyway uh this was like the springhill jack was like the main thing for like five years like it was not it was 1838 to 1843 no no you know what it was it was it was shorter than that uh, it was he started to die down, and then there was another surge in 1843. So it was like five years later, it had died down, um, and then in 1843, just a bunch more sight. Like this was just like a recurring thing, um, where just like every once in a while, there would just be like a spate of sightings um, where people were just seeing him a bunch, and then people weren't seeing him so much. Uh, yeah, and, I, and he re- yeah, go ahead. He really was. He was such a big thing in the zeitgeist at this time that it was also like. Parents would tell their kids, like, oh, if you misbehave, Springheel Jack is going to jump up in the window and see you, uh, and he's going to get you. Like, it was just like a, everybody knew what this was. He was a boogeyman, and he was essentially the resident boogeyman, and, like, he waned in popularity, but was still very much so, like, a, a, a thing up until um, 1888, which is when uh, another fellow by the name of Jack sort of stole the spotlight and... Uh, yeah, garnered the 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 Victorian England public eye, um, and I'm t- talking, of course, about Jack the Ripper. Um, they always got to have a Jack; those freaks. They do have to have a Jack. I will say, I um, really like Springheel Jack's name. Springheel Jack is a is a good name. Do you know what I read? Uh, I read somebody say that that apparent that so that Springheel Jack. Uh, they, I, I don't. It, it was. I don't remember who said. That. It was some person who was writing about this. Said that it, the origin of the name Springheel Jack was not about spring-heeled boots, but was a, the term um, springald, which, uh, if I remember correctly, what does springald even mean? I completely forgot to write this down. 
Springald was a, an alt- artillery device that threw bolts. It was like a, a, a stone launcher, basically. Oh, sick. Um, like a trebuchet, kind of? Kind of, yeah. That same type of thing, like a siege weapon. Okay. Uh, and then and they said that the original name before Springold Jack was Steel Jack. Yeah, and I remember the reason. Hearing, yeah, the reason his up. name came from his, his armor that he supposedly wore rather than him jumping. Also, um, but I couldn't find any actual source for that. Um, another thing is uh, the name Jack. I guess it's kind of, um, you know, you can you can make this assumption, but it was novel for me to realize this or f- find this out, is that Jack is sort of like the the Victorian English, or maybe it's just English. Maybe they, that's what they use for this there. But um, it's like the equivalent of like a John Doe. Like it's uh, like Jack is just sort of like a filler name for like an any man. Yeah, any old Jack. Yeah, like Jack any of old all jo- trades. Yeah, any old Joe. It's it's like that that sort of thing. That's like how it was being used here. Yeah, and I thought that that was also. I, I thought that was cool because it lends to the an- anonymity of of Springheel Jack a little bit, and the it's he's kind of a whodunit a little bit. Definitely, um, it does make him a lot less silly and a little more creepy when you realize that his name is not Jack and that it's just like a we don't know who this guy is. Yeah, um, totally. There's there's a lot of one of the things I, another thing I like about him is there's a lot of ways to read Springheel Jack. There's a realist way to read him. There's a silly way to read him. There's honestly a very sinister not realist way to read him and a very sinister realist way to like he yeah. like there's a lot of reads that you can have on how you want to like consume the knowledge of Springheel Jack. Yeah, is very is is very you can look at him from a lot of different angles. Uh which I want. We should talk just a bunch of theories in a second, but I want to get one last sighting in before we kind of talk about like aftermath and, and the theories and shit like that. Yeah, uh, which is there's a sighting in 1877 um, where a a group of soldiers in Aldershot Garrison uh, were approached by Springheel Jack. He was like a, they saw a strange figure who wouldn't. Re- they kept warning him to go away, and he wouldn't respond. And he just kept walking towards them, uh, and then he walked up. And he slapped one of the soldiers a bunch of times in the <laughs> face, and then they all shot at him, and he was completely unaffected, and he just leaped away. That's just doing a bunch of really I, fast slaps. I think that that soldier away. though re- also reported that like his hand was like, um, like when he felt his hand, it like felt of death or something. Like he he felt something weird from the hand. Yeah. Oh, that is. Dude, if if I was a fucked up monster that had like decaying flesh, you know I would be touching people's faces with my hand just oh, to like. Can you imagine? Sure. Yeah, just I would the hate feeling feel- it. Like it is so silly to get slapped a bunch of times, but especially this like evil devil thing who would know that his cold dead hand would be instill fear and shock and seizures. Mm-hmm. Just the just that slap, I feel like becomes so much less silly and so much more less like literally just holding in your face of like, look at me, you can't understand me. I am a I, supernatural devil. I think there's something to be said about the silliness of some of his stuff. If you decide to take the lens that he is a supernatural devil and is still doing kind of silly things to people, that's like incredibly creepy. Like yeah. doing like, you know, silly slapping, but like, you know, you have death hand. It's all that's all of a sudden scarier than I think if he was just like, ah, you, you know, like it's yeah. weird. I, I, I like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess let's, let's talk like theories and stuff because, okay. What, I, 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 I do want to yeah. get a bad, a, like a not fun theory out of the way first, just because I said I would bring it up because yeah. I, I had this thought and I want to 
express it because I think it's only fair to the time, but or only fair to the times now as opposed to the bad times then. But uh, you know, there's an element of a lot of Springheel Jack stuff that is like sort of sexual assaulty, like not sort of. I mean, he's like sexually assaulting a lot of the people in these reports uh, to some extent, and then a lot of these reports are also just like women losing their wits and becoming like you know broken hysterical hysterical from it and like never being the same again and like you know the way they put it is that like springheel jack is so scary that like they they were driven mad from fright but like there is also a read that if if we're going to take the completely realist approach that this is just like normal crime happening in a very dark place in history and there are just like sexual assaults and rape and there's no understanding of sexuality or mental health yeah you know the the that women becoming witless or hysterical could just be people absolutely not understanding the the level of like distress that those sorts of situations have on people and so I think that there's a very real possibility that there's some of that going on with this story. Oh, a hundred percent. I think yeah. that's, I think that's like, that is what, what Spring Hill Jack is. I think that, I think it's almost impossible to like, I mean, without your like rose colored monster glasses, I think it's almost impossible to read any of these settings as anything other than like, there was a really evil pervert who had one of the most insane methods of being a pervert of all time, and it just got spun out of proportion by the repressed society at the time who was looking for something outside themselves to be scared of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like totally. I, I the first few stories, at least straight up, like that just sees that is has to be some kind of horrible guy who was like, yeah, I'm gonna wear claws to do this. Um, and then I yeah. think from there it just becomes a myth and people buy into it and people are, are copycatting and, you know, just all sorts of stuff. But I think I think you're completely right that that it totally does just show a society that has no understanding of of mental health and especially women's mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with that out of the way, he could be an alien. And the reason he jumps so high is because he's a, from a planet where the gravity is higher than ours. I heard that. That that's such a funny theory. Yeah. yeah also kind that, of cool. It's funny to imagine that an alien that he's that's what an alien would do. That he would he would come to a planet and he'd be like, I'm gonna laugh at people and jump in front of their and cars. Slap, slap around their little faces. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it's not even like it's not even good alien mischief. Like good alien mischief is like abducting cows and stuff. He's totally. just doing human mischief. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, people also said he say he's a demon that was summoned into this world. Uh which you know, I really got to say it's hard to read this guy as a demon, I think. I I read I could easily read him as like a demon but like a lesser imp demon that just like, you know, slipped into our world, you know? If that's if that's the re- if you want to take a paranormal read on him, yeah, I, I like guess. the idea that he's hellish in aspect somehow. Yeah, like an imp, I guess. Yeah, like a a Just mischief very, maker. Very low level. Yeah, for sure. That is fun. Yeah, that that only a, a devil escaped into our world one time, and it was like the worst, shittiest devil. Yeah, of all it was time. just a, like a if any other yeah, guy. If any other devil out. had come through, he would have destroyed the world forever. But he yeah. was just like. Yeah. No, all the other devils are like, Jesus, get away from me, man. He's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to jump around. Nah, 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 nah. And, you know, he just got there. They got sick of it, threw him, threw him up here. Yeah. 
Um, but those are, I mean, those are the, the main theories. People also say mass hysteria. Um, mm-hmm. and, but one of the prevailing theories, which I find the most interesting, and I read this really cool article that if you're interested in this, you should read this article too. Um, but we already talked about this a little bit, but the article is an, an aristocratic specter by Jacob Middleton. I think a, one of the prevailing attitudes at the time this was that spring Jack was some kind of member of the upper class who was dressing up and fucking with people, uh, at least to some degree that some of the sightings were attributed to that. Um, and uh, people thought that at the time, a lot of people thought that at the time. And I have, I have a, a few quotes here, uh, that that I thought thought was pretty interesting. This is from Jacob Middleton. The notion that these ghosts were in fact board members of the upper classes was a common theme in the early part of the 19th century. This was a rational way of explaining the appearance of apparently fake ghosts, since who else, other than a member of the aristocracy, would have the time, resources, and inclination to create a convincing ghostly appearance. Um, and Jacob Middleton also says, in this context, the ghosts of George in London can be seen to indicate a certain dislike and distrust of a ruling class, which was perceived to be above the law rather than as a reflection of an ingrained belief in the supernatural. No aristocrat was ever publicly exposed as being responsible for impersonating a ghost, yet the connection endured as a representation of popular beliefs about the aristocracy. So even though nobody had, there's no literally zero proof at all that any rich person had ever dressed up like a ghost and fucked with someone, um... People still thought that because that was just how people thought about rich people at the time. I think rightfully sure. so. Yeah, um, I mean, also, I, I think that there was, like, yeah, decent backing for the idea that there might be bored rich people fucking with them because that, like, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that I think it's a really interesting reading, and it, it, it really does provide some really interesting cultural context for spring Jack that I think you wouldn't necessarily be able to glean from just looking at the facts uh, mm-hmm. and just knowing about like how people were thinking at the time and what people were thinking about this guy at the time versus like, cause we look back at, at spring Jack. Now, if we just looked back at the physical description, the things like the things that he was reported to have done and his abilities or whatever, you would never look at that guy and be like, Oh, this guy represents uh, distrust of, of rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, no, totally. But it, it that undercurrent is certainly there, and it's I think it's very interesting. He is um, always dressed like a like kind of like he's wearing like oil skin and stuff, but like he he's known to be like wearing sort of fancy like yeah he's got a cloak or, yeah. yeah he's like he he's dressed like a you know a perverted version of the upper class yeah um but so then the thing that I really I also wanted to bring up about him that I think is the most fascinating thing about him to me. Um, is so we talked about how he became the star of many penny dreadfuls um Mm -hmm. and he was of course at first he was a villain in a lot of these then in a few of them he morphed into being this kind of like vengeful vigilante who was fighting evildoers um and i guess i'm just going to say a few characteristics of this spring jack so he appears in in these weekly stories that cost a small amount and you buy a next chapter of the story every week uh he's a rich person dressed up in a tight-fitting costume, he's fighting criminals in a kind of Victorian Gothic-esque city. Mm. Um, Gothic. hmm. Is this ringing any bells for anyone? Uh, Is this ringing any bat bells? He has potentially, like, gadgets that that allow him to do extra-human things. Yeah, he he jumps high. Spring heels, claws. Yeah. 
he a hundred percent. I don't think there's any actual proof that the creators of Batman took direct inspiration from him. But like, come on. Um, and they also may not have taken direct inspiration from him, but I feel like it's almost undeniable that there like is a a cultural thread to be drawn. Yeah, I mean that it is it is in the lineage. I mean it, it was Springheel Jack, and there was this other serial called uh, the Scarecrow, I believe. That was um, that were two of like these proto superhero things where it's just like this kind of created the superhero format. Uh, which is really crazy to draw a line all the way from the Hammersmith ghost uh, who touching a woman and killing her th- with shock in real life uh, to Robert Pattinson d- singing something in the way um, in the Batman. It's it's insane. I mean, also, right now I'm just... I, I know you've probably already seen this picture, but I just like... I just sent Cameron a picture that we'll put in the in the Twitter, but it's just like that looks like a Victorian Batman. Yeah, no, um, he, he straight up is Batman. He is Batman, and also another thing is the the um like this is at this point like the when he makes his return is kind of an antihero or just you know hero. Um, it's it's at the turn of the twentieth century, and. Um, so it's, it's a different time period from when these sightings were happening, but he has a, uh, a very Batman-esque catchphrase. It's, um, I forgot the exact, like, literal verbiage, but he essentially says, you all may have the day, leave the night to me. Wow. Um, like, it's just, like, incredibly Batman-esque. Totally. Yeah, Um, I forgot, I didn't take, I didn't write down my notes on this specific, but there was one specific penny dreadful serial where he like he just was like he had like a butler too and he was like a disgraced rich guy who lost his fortune and was like taking vengeance on the people who took it away like it's just like it's so batman it's crazy yeah um yeah but i mean all in all i think an impressive breadth of stuff is going on with spring jack uh and i think we did a decent job of covering it all but the thing is like this there's so fucking much of this. I mean, this he was the thing yeah. in London for years. I hadn't um, heard of him before doing research for this. I had heard of him, but I didn't know that it was like this. I just thought it was a weird old cryptid thing. I didn't know it was like, you know, the talk of the town. Really, this this kind um, of this episode reminded me of just the Snallygaster episode, where it's interesting that like with with these kind of like older cryptids. A lot of the times, it it like it's sort of just a manifestation of anxieties or or just happenings of the time is reflected in the the monsters that people are are seeing. Yeah, you know it's it's Definitely. cool. It's it's interesting. Like it's, it's really like really cool. Yeah. So like yeah, he has a lot going on. You know he I, he had a lot more going on than I was expecting getting into this. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. Do we want to move to rating? Yeah, let's let's rate this devilish, dastardly demon dog. Yeah, yeah, Droog. Um, yeah, that's way better. Wow. I I am going to give Springheel Jack seven claws out of ten um, because well, I think all the history behind him and all of the cultural context and all the stuff that he has influenced is really fascinating and really cool. Um, I think if you take him as he is, I don't think he's that interesting of a monster to me. I think he's more of a very cool thing to learn about. But, for example, if he was in a movie, I'd probably be like, ah, 
Okay. Yeah. No, I um, I I was actually excited to reveal after excitedly talking about this for so much to also I was I'm going to give him a, a seven metal claws out of or actually I was going to do six um, metal claws out of ten just for the same reason in that he's kind of lame. Um, by himself. Yeah, it is funny how much we just how much but, time we just spent gushing about all this stuff about him and forgot to mention that we thought he's a little lame. He's a little lame. He's like he is it, there's, lame. there's not a whole lot in his design that I, I love, and like he doesn't do anything that cool. But um, and also like I don't know, it, it's it's all like a lot of it is kind of like silly in a way that isn't like isn't awe inspiring. Um, yeah. or just like a lot of stories are like. He made a weird face, and then they ran away. Um, yeah. But Hammersmith Ghost, though, that's, yeah. that's an eight. Yeah, no, the Hammersmith Ghost. That's that's physical maybe- guy wearing a white shroud who touches a woman and it kills her days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give him six out of ten. Also, you yeah. forgot to you forgot to. I think you didn't do like a thingy that it is. I out said of 10. seven claws. You did. Yeah. Oh, I must be oh, going so I insane I, I because of I did. Because, because of, of his, his influence. Blue, yeah, because of his influence and blue flames in my face. Yeah. Um and yeah, I also did guys to like uh, there a lot of really cool stuff came out of this time period, so it's not like it's not like oh this they 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 he could be a lot cooler and still make sense to have been from this time. You know what there, I mean? There there are some 10 out of 10 monsters that came out of this time period. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's, that's that for spring Jack. And that means that it is time, of course, to spin our delightful wheel of wheel. monster and see what we will see next week, which this time, hopefully it will be next week and we will yeah. have to do another time travel escapade, which mm. I'm not sorry about at all because it was I'm incredible to see that how people really lived in that time. Oh, and Cameron, the food. The food was mm. to die for, literally. Ah. Um. Okay, I'm gonna spin this wheel and see what we get now. Okay. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> okay, it's Thought Eater from D and D. Okay. Cool. I actually somehow don't know a lot about that. Let me just see if I can see it. I'm not sure I know what that even is, to be honest. Okay. Um. Oh. I think it looks, it looks cool, <laughs> but it also looks like we may need to, uh, we're going to need to make this be an episode that includes more than just the Thought Eater. Like, I think we'll want to do Thought Eater and then, like... We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. do a surprise double feature. Yeah. We'll do another I don't think there's, a, there's not a whole lot about Thought Eaters, I don't think. Okay, we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll do... We'll we'll see you guys next week for Thought Eater and maybe something else mind related or something from D and D. Bye. Bye now.